We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. All right, here we go. Sunday Night Knicks. CP from Knicks Fan TV, my man CK2K in the building, salute to all the Knicks fans out there once again, Battle of New York, Act 2 goes to the Brooklyn Nets, Knicks lose 103-101, CK, what'd you see out there, man, what happened tonight, bro? The same thing we've been seeing for the past three games, absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. We... Oh my god! It was just it's just mistake after mistake, met sloppy play after sloppy play, like fake comebacks after fake yeah, comebacks. Yeah, another fake comeback for sure, man. Oh man, it, it, a lot, a lot. It, it, I saw a lot. I saw a lot. How, how are you feeling about the game, bro? Uh, just disappointed once again. You know, this was a yeah. team that was missing three of their top dogs. Uh, give credit where credit is due. Spencer Dinwiddie came in. He he did what he had to do. Uh, Frank gave it his all in, in terms of his defense, but Dinwiddie was uh, he was unstoppable tonight, man. He mm-hmm. he uh, there was only but so much you could do. I mean, he he had his way uh, with Frank with the team, and and he willed his team to victory. Shorthanded at all. Yeah, I was saying that like, and people were trying to come back. And I'm a I'm a Frank guy. I mean, if yeah. you're not a Frank guy by now, I don't know what's wrong with you. But uh, people were coming at me when I was saying that you know, out of all the point guards, the lead or not, Spencer Dinwiddie always finds a way to find a way fi- to just get to the bucket, get his shots off, and they could be the yeah. worst looking shot, but he gets them in every single time against us. And you can hate him and love him. Facts. But he gave it to us tonight. Hey, there's a reason he he climbed his way. He he grinded his way here. You know what I mean? He deserves it. But um, on the Knicks end, listen, we we had a chance to get back into this game and win it. Uh, We had some late game heroics by Marcus Morris with about two Mm -hmm. minutes left. It's about two back-to-back threes. Uh, Mm -hmm. We get Ellington with another three. Uh, That puts us down one with a minute left. And uh, come back on the other end, and we give up a a, a driving... Layup to Joe Harris over three Knicks. And and you just can't have that happen, man. You you cannot have that happen to lose the game. And and that was all she wrote, man. Especially when the the main thing that we've been hearing for the past few weeks are is that 
our goal is to protect the paint. And look, if we're going to be giving up as many threes as we give up, we damn sure cannot be having that layup happening against us in a moment like that. And it's, it's like I say, it's just frustrations after frustrations. We can say it's the coach. We can say whoever it is. But at the same time, the players just look sloppy to him. Look, it's, sloppy. it's just another rough one. It's a rough sloppy. One. How about how about free throw? How about the free throw uh, differential? 27 for 34 right. for the Nets tonight. Nine mm-hmm. of 16 for the Knicks tonight. 56% mm-hmm. from the charity strike. CK, when you're a team that struggles as much as we do on the offensive end, and we'll definitely get to that. Mm-hmm. You, you you gotta convert from the stripe, man. They, they, I mean, just the the ineptitude on offense, the ineptitude at the line, and the spotty defense. It's a recipe for a bad team. This is why they're 100%. four and thirteen right now. One hundred percent. And not only we have to not only make them, we have to get there. Gotta like get there. You said we only shot sixteen free throws. Facts. James Harden shoots sixteen free throws Facts. by himself, night in, night out. Like you missed uh, RJ tonight in that regard. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about RJ making and missing his free throws, but he's one of the only guys that gets the line. Now, mind you, hate or dislike Juju, if you, Julius Randle, for those who do, he's one of the few that gets to the line when he wants to. Not tonight's not one of those nights. Right. But it's just like we we got to go towards the basket because we settle for these these crazy shots. And unless your name is Marcus Morris, or or I'll even give Ellington the the uh, edge tonight. Yeah, like we need to be getting to the basket, and we're just giving up points at the paint at the same time. So G- giving up too many buckets, man. Giving up yeah. too many buckets. Free buckets. Free buckets. Mm-hmm. Free buckets. Uh, speaking of free buckets, listen. A- as much as you like Frank's defense tonight, I'm not gonna put this game on him. But you got to make your wide open buckets. We needed that. Man. Yeah, we needed him to hit that. And uh, I saw. I-, I think it was the homie um, Alex. In the ch- uh, you know, everyone knows Alex. We know Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, he tweeted it out, uh, or or somebody somebody tweeted it out saying that there was a possession when uh, you know that that very real possession where Marcus uh, Marcus Morris towards the end of the game, you know, feeling himself goes to the basket, misses the layup, and then we gave the ball up, and then they had another opportunity to score. We saw Frank Nealakina wide open again. And I feel like, if anything, that should have been the opportunity for him to get that shot and try it again. And you miss the one, okay, we get it. But if you miss his two in a row, that's a big that, – to me, that would have been a bigger deal than anything because we know what Frank Nielakina is at this point. He has to make that shot. Got to make but it. But at the same time, we can't fault this game because of that because yeah. a lot of the reason why we came back in the game had to do with him on the defensive end as well. True story. But True story. he has to make that shot. True. He, he has to. to. The corner shot. three is the easiest three has in the game. He, he's got to make those. And, and he had a open. couple wide open buckets that you got to yeah. make. But, again, we won't put it on him. Um, right. Right. You know, I thought a big turning point of this game was the fact that in the first half, in particular the second quarter, our bench really outplayed theirs. Our bench, 100%. it was Dotson, give credit, DSJ came back and played well. Ellington gave us some good minutes on both ends, I thought. Defensively, I thought he gave a much better effort. And our bench was was much more solid in the first half. Second mm-hmm. half, give the Nets credit. They had a lineup of, uh, I hate to say his name, but Shumpert. They brought Shumpert out of retirement ah. for his revenge game. They had oh. Shumpert, Musa, Jordan, uh, um, uh, Pinson. Uh, I, I love it. I always say Pinhead, but Pinson. And they had somebody <laughs> else out there. But give credit, their defense... Um, on our on our second unit in the second half Improved. was um was big and that yeah. that kind of kept us at bay in terms yeah. of trying to mount the comeback. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it 
kept the fire down because at the end of the day we did still end up coming back but yeah if if it was the way that we looked in the first half we probably could have pulled up and had a little bit of a lead yeah but like you said their defense were able to slow us down a little bit you know keeping us like we tied the game but keeping us near um throughout the entire the rest of the game um but yeah, it, it it hurts to say, and there's that's the reason why our boy Mon Shumpert even closed out the game because of his defense and doing what we all know for him to do is he you know plays that same I wouldn't say same I, I think I'm gonna give a little edge to Frank but he plays that pesky defense and that leads to these guys taking the same shots we we're just talking about rather than going to the basket because his hands are everywhere and you can't dribble when somebody's hands are all over the place and a lot of the guys did that to close out the game for the Brooklyn Nets so we can hate all we want but like. CP started off this whole thing saying they were missing key players and a lot of those guys came out and they outplayed us. And we can't let that happen. No ifs, ands, buts about it. We were missing RJ Barrett and as key as RJ has been, we got a lot of veterans on this team and we weren't able to capitalize on a team that was weak. And that hurts us, especially being the team that they are, the Brooklyn Nets. Facts. You know, so. It hurts, man. It 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 hurts. A lot, man. A lot. You got to get these victories, man. And and it's just another game at home where we start off slow. We start off slow. And here's my thing. Again, I, you know, I hate to nitpick on the coach because he's had a tough year, but you got to criticize where it's due and, and question where it's due. To me, with the starting lineup, you don't have RJ. The Kevin Knox thing, again, makes no sense. And when he made that comment, when he made that comment in the offseason, when he was talking about big lineups and he was like, yeah, we may even go Kev at the two. I was like, that sounds a little crazy. But he also wanted to give Frank some minutes at the four last year. And I think he did in, in, a, in a small sample. So once again, we have Kev at the two. He's already struggling on both ends in his last five or so games. Why would you? We already off to slow starts. Why would you put him in that position when we're desperate for a win and we got to get him at, as best in his comfort zone as possible. To me, that just made no sense. No sense. Yeah, yeah because Dinwiddie was f- firing all over him in that first quarter and just making the poor kid look so bad. It, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. It, especially, like, the number one thing Fizdale has been telling us and trying to put in our brains that you keep you eat what you kill. And, and you know Knox is my guy, but let's be real. For the past, like you said, five, six games, Knox has not been playing well. But he's starting today at the two when possibly that should have gone to maybe a Dotson, maybe? just Maybe that even Ellington. Maybe know. Ellington. You know what I'm saying? It just I, it just made no sense from top to bottom. And like you said, it, we're, a lot of people are getting nitpicky and you know, most of it might be warranted. A lot of the blame going to Fizdale, but tonight was not a great, great coaching effort from David Fizdale at all. Man, at all. It makes no sense to me. It makes no Zero. sense to me. The kid is struggling, Zero. and yes. you're going to put him in a position that he cannot succeed in. Yeah. Second, second of all, my problem with Kev starting is it's the fact that the problem with Frank is that he's not going to come and be a bona fide facilitator every night. And that's my problem Mm -hmm. with the offense. My problem with the offense is too many times you're not seeing him penetrate the defense, get into the teeth of the defense, create easier shots when we're struggling to shoot. A lot of the times he's coming over to half court. And again, I don't know if this is his tendencies or this is the plays that Fizz is calling. But he's coming over to half court, immediately gives it up. 
Gives it to Morris. Gives it to Randall. You know what I mean? DSJ yeah. did a little bit better of a job getting that, that dribble penetration going. But when we don't get that, the offense stagnates. Then you have Julius and, and Morris trying to create for themselves, play, play, play hero ball, you know, and so on and so forth. And so with the ineffectiveness at, at with Frank in terms of just being a, a consistent facilitator, I thought you should have went dots to start, and I think you yeah, should have closed with with Frank and DSJ because DSJ mm-hmm. was doing a decent job um, getting into the defense in in his minutes off the bench. Mm-hmm. 100% agree. Uh, to comment on the the Frank thing, I, I do think it is tendency, and the problem is we don't have the personnel for that tendency because. Right. The tendency with that, and, you know, a lot of people see it as weak, but what it is, is that's how you get the ball started, like the movement started. Right. You instantly get the ball up at half. The ball is supposed to keep fizzing, but the problem is we got guys like Marcus Morris or Julius Randle. So that ball goes to a Marcus Morris, ball is held, and then the motion's over, and then Frank goes to the corner, and then we all think, Frank, you should have done da 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 it's, I think it's more of a tendency. It's it's a French thing. You know, a lot of the French guys like that. You see them play. The ball is moving. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. That, that ball is moving all the place. And that's just the Frank Yelikina type yeah, of thing. Yeah, that, that's um, his tendency, man. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, we just don't have the personnel for that because we got a bunch of dudes that yeah. want to be the hero. Yeah, them, them dudes ain't moving the ball like that. You, you can forget all. it. We don't have we, that rotation. You can yeah. forget it, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, if that, then that... And, Anyways, but to go back to what you said about closing, that is exactly what I was thinking. And for me to be over here talking about DSJ needing me closing the game next to Frank, yeah. that's saying a lot because, like you said, not only was DSJ hitting like shooting or at least being a little bit more aggressive tonight more aggressive. on the offensive side, yeah. on the defensive side, he was looking pretty solid. And you got to ride that because we want a confident Desmond Jr. And tonight was one of those nights where it's like, yeah, you know, you could probably play them next to each other because. You know, yes, Frank's shot wasn't hidden, but Dan Smith Jr. was Facts. being just as aggressive. So closing with them at the same time would have been something that could have helped us out. You, you've got to run smaller. And this is the problem yes. with the force feeding of Julius. Number one, there's no he, there's no accountability for him. And that's a, yeah. another thing with Fizz. A coach like Greg Popovich, he's going to hold these players accountable. You saw yeah. last night, uh, uh, not last night, night before that, Julius, Bulls yeah. bench Zach, Zach Levine got benched. Got benched in the fourth quarter because his coach said he was not playing good enough defense. Okay, there has to be accountability. Tonight's closers, it should have been, I would have went Frank, DSJ, either Dotson or Ellington, Morris, and Taj. You know Morris has got it going. I would have went Taj for the defense. You, you got to hold Julius a little bit more accountable. But the politics is just preventing us from doing that. That is, and that's, and it's so, I think a lot of people are missing that part. It's, it's literally just strictly the politics as to why he's even starting and why he's not closing. But at the same time, that's- if we want to win and if we want to have these moments where we have Steve Mills and, and Perry coming out and saying these things, then Fizz needs to be like, all right, then. Well, my guy, your guy that you paid isn't playing. I'm benching him. And, Got to, he's got to be held accountable. He's got to be held accountable. And, and to, I, I 100% agree with that starting that finishing five. I think I would have done Ellington because yeah. Ellington was hot. He was probably one of the main reasons why we came back in that game along with Moot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it, accountability has got to be the biggest thing. But it's just I know Fizz is too scared to do it. Too he, scared. Not they're do they're it. too scared to do it. Um, another thing happen. on the accountability standpoint, listen, I'm a, it, that's my favorite player on the team. But Mitch, uh, my two goals oh, for Mitch this season has been yeah. durability and mm-hmm. and discipline hasn't been durable and tonight he was Not. way 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 out in left field on the discipline angle i mean he had yeah. one 
on time, like stupid foul on Shumpert, just throwing Shumpert around, Man. just just stupid ticky tack, you know, nonsense fouls that we didn't need. And, and Mitch cost us. Mitch cost us part of the game. You got to keep your head in the game. Ends up getting a technical foul at the end when he fouls out. Now I think a lot of that was the refs, you know, picking on him. He's a young player. The refs trying to teach him a lesson, but you got to be smarter than that, man. And you saw Taj trying to teach him, like you know, you got to be smarter than that if you're Mitch. Disciplines to be. I mean, obviously, yeah, durability under Sam. It feels like every game he's hobbling on something. Yeah. Still ends up getting the alley oop off of it, but you know, he's hobbling doing something. But yeah, discipline and it. it what, what game are we on now? Six, 16, 15? I don't know what game 17. we're on. Maybe 17. And I feel like that has been something that has not been improving. Um, it's it's frustrating because they, they're always 80, 75% of his fouls are stupid fouls where, you know, he simply needs to just be his size, use his length, but he's jumping on pump fakes. He's he's uh, doing into un, uh, intentional shoves against like Amon Shepard or something like that. Those are the kind of things that just gets me so frustrated about who Mitch can actually be and what yeah. and he's stopping himself. He's stopping himself from taking that next step because a lot of, a lot of us were ready for him to be playing 25 minutes, 26 minutes, and you know, averaging four blocks a game. But because of himself, he's only at the 15 minute mark, 16 minute mark yeah, some nights. It's not you know good. What I'm it's not, it's it's not just good. not good. Uh so so that that's on phase as well to, to hold these guys accountable. And listen, like I said, man, when you struggle to score, when you can't hit free throw, when you can't even buy a free throw, and and you, you can't defend the three point line as well. Struggle to defend in key moments. That's why you're four and thirteen team. They have another a grueling schedule coming up. Yes. Next five games, you have Toronto, you have Philly, you have Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> what Fizzell say in his post game? He said, "I can't wait." I can't wait. In Bart's Bart Scott voice, he said, "I can't wait." Well, <laughs> Bart, I can't wait. Yeah, hey, <laughs> Bart Scott. Be, care, be careful what you wish for, man. I'm saying, man, you survive it. Yes, like you know, that's what you should be worried about more than anything. Got to, got to try to survive it, man. I think, look, like I said, at this point, this is spiraling. You know, it's gonna get bad um, pretty quick. I mean, it already is bad, but it's gonna get pretty, pretty terrible. I think the one thing you could look at if you're looking at it from a from a holistic view is Marcus Morris is up in his trade value. December 15th, is it can't come soon enough. Obviously, yeah. I love him as a player, but I'm trying to get back into this first round um, mm-hmm. as we approach the draft. And obviously, we need a point it's guard in the lottery. We got to mm-hmm. start thinking about assets, man. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. one thing. He's having a career year, and you got to hope that you can get back into the first round by trading him December 15th. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with that. And that's yeah. the thing. Everybody, you know, it, it's fun and hilarious and all those kind of things to say we got to trade randall but again politics that's not gonna happen Never. and unfortunately you know as, as much as you want to keep him because of how well he's playing and the possibility of him maybe being a good piece for us on the bench as a veteran but exactly like you just said we got to sell high and that's the only bet we have to you know get a pick to at least make this very very bad start to a season possibly end to a season at least get some kind of silver lining out of it and possibly getting another pick in this draft so we can boost up everything that we need because as much as we you know we love frank and stuff like that we do need a, need a, point a, a guard, solidified man. point need guard. a bona fide point guard man yeah and this draft has a lot of those guys in yeah. it um especially if we stay within 10 um and we yeah we got it we got to start thinking need a bona fide point guard the the off it's just too much of a struggle to get a decent shot to even just get a layup you know what I mean? Just get a driving 100%. bucket. You look on the yeah. other end, every other point guard is just in and out, weaving in and out of the lane. Dinwiddie, you know, he's not even a true point guard. He's, he's more of a tweener. Right. Weaving exactly. in and out of the lane, doing whatever he wants to do. 
we we just we we got to get some stability there. But um, yeah. that's the story, man. So. Next up, salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man CK2K filling in for Jay Ellis on this Sunday night. Knicks. Jay Ellis. If you're a diehard Knicks fan who loves to talk about Knicks news, Knicks rumors, and post-game live analysis featuring live callers, make sure you hit that subscribe button below and the notification bell so you don't miss anything. Uh, Let me shout out some people in my chat. Lou R. What's going on? SB. We got uh, Jack Peters in the chat. What's going on? And Jack, salute to everybody. Delano Steele, John Talento, EJ1, what's going on? Uh, Prezi the Boss, what's going on? Uh, CK2K, who you want to shout out, man? Man, shout out to, I saw the news next door calling me out saying that <laughs> I finally sound defeated. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, shout out to, like I said, Lou R. I see Jamal. I see my guy Delano as always. You know, Keith, a lot of, yeah, lot of, lot of homies in there, man. Appreciate you guys, man. Absolutely. Mo Cashy, what's going on? Um, I'm going to salute some super chats. Leon Johnson, yeah. uh, he says, uh, we got to go to the Gauchos or the Y. I got some hungry players. Uh, salute to Michael <laughs> Parker, number one fan of the show. He says, salute to the crew. On the bright side, maybe we can land both Wiseman and LaMelo. Bruh, <laughs> don't, don't get me excited, man. All right, that, that literally be KD and Kyrie oh part two, God. bro. Don't do that to me. Yeah, he, <laughs> he says, Michael me. Parker says he's out till the All-Star break or until a coaching change. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, Want to shout out one young Bale, CK. He's a Nets fan that contributes to the show. What? And he said, "Yeah, you know, he just shows love. You know, he appreciate he, he appreciates respect, the movement. Respect. He appreciates the yeah. movement." He says, uh, "He says, CP, you're my boy, but I'm so happy we beat y'all again. Brooklyn, Jersey, born and raised Nets fan since '01. Salute to y'all. Keep pushing. Hashtag Nets. Tell Ari no Nets slander. So, <laughs> <laughs> salute to one young bail, man. We can't say anything. You up on us too old. What, what can we say? Can't say I got nothing, nothing for you, bro. Can't say nothing. All right, Ari, man. Uh, he called you out, man. Let me hear something tonight. How are you feeling tonight, man? Well, I mean, I mean, I just every this team is starting to become so hard to watch, man. Like we lost to we lost to the Nets without. Any without Levert or Kyrie Irving, yeah. and like I don't know, man. I'll, I'll I'll say this though. Again, like we do, we only have one player on this team that can get his own shot without like the need of an offense. And for some reason, we don't play him at all, ever. And in a game where we're, we can't score points and our offense sucks and everything, and we've lost like the last eight out of twelve games. Why wouldn't you just put this guy in and see what happens? You have nothing to lose at this time. You have nothing to lose at this point besides putting this guy in. And I don't know why we don't put him in. I think it's a criminal offense. I think this man should be arrested for, for locking <laughs> up ice <laughs> zone, dude. And I, I just want to know what you guys think. Hey, I, I agree. I mean, listen, ISO, we know what ISO's uh, weaknesses are as it pertains to, to this offense. You know, we know what the over-dribbling, we know what the defensive lapses. But at the end of the day, CK... When we struggle like this to score, especially coming off a back-to-back on a night like this, again, I don't need all the big... One thing I didn't really expect when we got all these bigs was that they were all going to lock some pretty significant minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get Portis, but... He doesn't need to play every night, man. I'm sorry. No. Like, we don't we don't need Portis in there every no. night. You could slide ISO in there for, for some minutes and slide everybody down. Play down, smaller. Yes. Play exactly smaller. We should right. be playing smaller, right. man. Right. 
and watch the production now to Knox when he's make playing sense. the four rather than the two. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, we'll, we'll probably see a different kid out of him. Uh, I agree. I 100% agree. I, I was going to say, like, Bobby, like, I, I get you. The thing is, even with Bobby, he gives us probably half of a good quarter. Right. And then the other time he's out there, he's just there. Sick. You know, so, I, I yeah, I completely agree with that. Facts. Yeah, we got to take away some of those minutes from the vets. But, again, that comes down to accountability, and his fit is the one that's going to do that. That's where it comes back down to. Yeah, and, that, and, and that's the second thing I want to talk about. Like, what, since when does politics supersede winning? Like, so why are we taking politics? Facts. Like, J- Julius Randle should be coming off the bench, right. in my opinion. Like, you know, I just don't understand why politics is, is, so, is more important than winning. And I think that's another thing that, again, it goes down to the culture of the front office. You can say what you want about Fisdale. Starting Kevin Knox at the two is flat-out retarded, but... It doesn't matter. Our roster is absolutely horrendous. We have the second worst roster in the NBA at best. And for Phil, for Steve Mills and, and Scott Perry to come out here and say that this team should be competitive, like the more the more we play, the more ridiculous that press conference sounds to me. They didn't. We have four power forwards. They all suck. They're all overpaid to a certain extent. They all do the same thing. And not only do they suck, but they also stop the development of the younger players. That's so that's you know, I think at this point that's we have to really consider. I think we should really consider playing Isozo and start giving R.J. Barrett more responsibility on on the ball things, running the offense through him. They should have Julius Randle come off the bench, and then on December fifteenth, let's just pray that we can trade every single person on the team <laughs> that we signed. Right. Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett, yeah, well, and Isozo. Appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the call. All right, well, C.K. I mean. If you're going to want to try to trade a lot of these guys, then they have to play. You yeah. know what I mean? So you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't throw all these guys on the bench for the young guys and then expect to get, you know, a, as back. as high a return back. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. said, Mook is giving it to you. He's, he's going to get you something, hopefully. But I can't guarantee the rest will. You know, who who needs Bobby Portis right now? Ellington, maybe. I mean, Pey- Peyton's not even playing. So, bro. Uh, yeah, I think Ellington, I, I'm not really too worried about Ellington. I feel like if we will flip him, everyone knows what they're going to get out of him. I mean, when yeah. he has played, he's done what he's supposed to do. Look what he did against the first time we played Brooklyn tonight. You know, I'm not worried. Ellington's probably one of the few that I'm not worried about having, not having any kind of, uh, what's it called? Any pow- any any kind of lasting power we want to uh, dra- uh, trade him away. But yeah, maybe that's what it comes down to with Bobby Porter's. Maybe that's why he's playing so much to hopefully get some kind of spark out of him so we could trade him away. I, I, I honestly have no idea. But the biggest thing is exactly what you said. We got to play him if we want them to have any kind of uh, tradability or, or anything like that because that's the only way they're going to get traded. But yeah. it's just so frustrating because they slow down. They slow down like, everything, man. And, oh, my God. The growth and everything, everything. we saw positive last season. It, it's going downhill this year from Alonzo Trier not playing at all to, you know, Knox playing the two when he should be a lot of things, man. A lot of things. The, the, the Knox at the two thing is just like, I, I makes no sense, man. Makes yeah, no sense. Watch. I'm, just, I'm, I'm saying, I'm watch, just, we watch us play him at the four and watch him turn into a completely different player. He needs watch. to be playing at the four, I'm you know, saying, and, like, and face just like, Fish says he did it to get his confidence. I'm like, how are you Stop. getting my man's confidence up when he's going to get insane. burnt on the defensive end? If you saw his defense tonight, he was slacking off so many guys because he didn't want to get him blown past him. Yeah. So he's giving up three-pointers because his defense isn't tight. 
because yeah. he he knows he's not a perimeter wing defender. He can't yeah. be that. You know yeah. what I mean? He's kind of stuck not. in between, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, there's time to see if anything comes of it, but he's not right now. That's just the the, the, the short of it. Yeah, he's not right now, and he can't do it. I, I I feel safer with him. I mean, even that's not the greatest, but I feel safer with him at least attempting to guard interior and sometimes guarding a stretch if that's what he has to do. Got but you. The playing the two where you got to play in and out, we even kind of do like we saw him baseline with uh Torian Prince. He can't do it, so it's like. Uh, it's just frustrating, man. Yeah. Just, just frustrating. Uh, absolutely, man. Uh, I want to shout out Big Man Sam. He sends us a super hey. chat. He says he's a he's a St. John student working on a video project about rooting for the Knicks. He says, can y'all help me out? <laughs> Give me a few words about what it means um, to be a Knicks fan. And from our perspective, yeah, yo, Big Man Sam, just um, email us. Email me, uh, KnicksFanTV at gmail.com. Email me, and, and I'll do that for you. No, not a problem. Not, not a problem. I uh, yeah. also want to shout out Stay Mello checking in from uh, Toronto, Canada. He's going to be at the Toronto game, Toronto Knicks game this week. I hope it ain't too ugly for you. I hope it ain't too I, don't, ugly, I do not man. feel good about that one. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to be completely honest. They are playing Facts. some good basketball. Playing some good ball. And he's got a ring, CK. My man works for the Raptors. He's a Knicks fan, works for the Raptors. Oh, what? And he got a ring before the Rosen got a ring. <laughs> you heard about that this week, right? You heard about no, that? Yeah. I, I did hear about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up with that, man? That Valanciunas don't get a ring. None of those guys, man. man. That's CJ crazy. Miles, that's crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah. But yeah, my man, uh, my man, um, Mello, he, he's got a ring over there. So shout out to him. Hey, to everybody thing, in the chat man. once again, man. Let's go to um, Sarasota, Florida. Matt's on. He wants to talk about Marcus Morris. Matt, how you feeling, man? Hey. Um, let me mention Ari. Uh, I've talked about him before. Yeah. Um, I'm a lot older than him. I'm a long-time Knicks fan. Mm-hmm. All right? I've, mm-hmm. I'm talking like 80s. I'm 46 years old. I've played organized basketball most of my life and coached, mm-hmm. too. Nice. All right? First of all, you don't trade away the one guy that's a fringe all-star and hits seven out of eight from downtown and impacts every single game. The Knicks have been in rebuild mode since they won 54 games. Their front office is a mess. Mills and Perry need to go. So does Fisdale. Um, I won't lay it all on Fisdale, but Mills and Perry, as far as talent evaluation, they suck. Mm. Um, I like Ellington. I like Morris. I think you keep him, Morris. Is almost averaging twenty points a game. I hear, like I hear you, Matt. Night. But the the He's problem, Matt, is like you got to gauge the market, man, because we're still trying to build. We're still trying to build a team. It, you know, and why? And, I mean, we were a fifty-four win team. I we got it. rid of. If you think back to twelve and thirteen, just just hear me out. If you think back to twelve and thirteen, we had Glenn Grunwald up there. He was well respected yeah. throughout the league. All star players liked him. Okay, um, X, you know, Isaiah Thomas, that whole scandal and all that crap. Mm-hmm. But we had guys upstairs that were well respected. I, I get um, it. I, I get all Larry that, Johnson. Man. I get all that. You got man. Larry Johnson in a community role. All right, I'll, I'll make it brief. Yeah. All I'm going to say is that to dump Morris would be stupid. I am tired of the rebuild. Okay. This last five, six years has been just brutal. We need a point guard. I heard that Devin Booker 
might be available at the trade deadline. I don't yeah, see why you would move. Nah, not, not right now, man. And appreciate the call, man. Not right now, CK. Not not the way Phoenix is rolling. You're not getting Devin Booker, man. Well, they they've slowed down a little bit. They what eight eight and seven now? Yeah, but yeah. I I still don't think so. I, I can't see it happen. My here's my thing. Um, I, I hear what he's saying, and that I I I I, I get it. But my thing is, we like you said, we're we're trying. I can't consider what we've done from. I will even go back as twenty twelve. I, I, nothing in between then and now, in my opinion, has been a rebuild. We've been calling what we've been trying to do a rebuild, but let's be honest with the players and the guys and the trades and stuff that we did between then and now. That was never a true rebuild, probably until. I would say I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe the uh, Phil Jackson draft. From then until now, I will consider what we've been attempting to do a rebuild. And that's the main reason why it's hard for me to give Perry um, as much hate as I have been giving Mills because I feel like Perry has the right idea with what we should be doing. And that is that we need to stop acting like we are the big, New York Knicks, the, mm. you know, the number one, you know, that's who we are. The Knicks, we got history, we got culture. We have to, we have to, what's the word I'm looking for? We, I don't want to, okay, we got to humble ourselves and yeah. we got to, we got to rebuild like a small market and do, doing what we did this summer as, as nice as it was to get these veteran guys and everything, it kind of was a slap in the face for what we kind of, saw last year with mm-hmm. having young guys like a Mitchell Robinson with a second round pick turn into, you know, maybe four years down the line, he might be something great. You know, we still don't know what Knox will be. We're seeing now that Frank Newkin has potential too, but all that comes from a successful rebuild when you're letting these young guys turn into the players that they're going to be when you're given opportunities. And if we say we don't trade Marcus Morris and say, all right, Marcus Morris is our guy. To me, that just stunts the growth of it's what stunts the growth. To, it it's just it's doesn't it's make stunts, any sense. It stunts the growth. And, right. and by the time you're ready to even be something respectable, he's not going to give you much. He's not going to be that you, guy. You, right. You're looking at over 20 something million dollars a year. He's playing well. Don't get me wrong. I love how he's yeah. playing. I'm not yeah. saying just trade him for two second round picks. Just I'm to not get saying rid of him. Right. Yeah. Right, don't get right, rid of him right. just to get rid of him. But if I'm Mills and Perry, I go to him like, listen, if you're tired of the losing, we'll send you to the West. We'll, or we'll send you somewhere you could have a chance to win, have a chance to compete. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. Milwaukee, maybe maybe Portland, you know. Yeah. Uh, one of these teams will give you a chance to go compete. And let's talk. Let's get back to the negotiating table in the summertime. You could get the best of both worlds, just like the Yankees did with with uh, Aroldis Chapman. Do different sports, but that's what that's my it's thinking. It's the same concept. It's yeah, the no, same thinking. If I yeah. can get back into the first round for this guy, whether or not he, I have a chance to get him back, I'm gonna do it because yeah. you, you you have to be building for the future. See, Matt, it, right. Matt's t- it's not the rebuild that Matt's tired. Of. He's tired of the losing. And the problem is, is that we've been losing while not building properly. That so we've been going, what, we've been going nowhere. Thank you. Yes, that's 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 the, that's the problem. We've been empty. We've just been losing games to lose games. Right. And yes, with no direction. With the rebuild, and we're gonna have yeah. When we draft young guys, we have a bunch of young guys, and we're still losing games. That's gonna suck because we're seeing losses. But the thing is, at least we have 
a foundation right. that's being laid. If just best case, or not even best case, my my best case scenario, say we get like we do do a trade and we manage to get some kind of first round pick that gets us in the top fifteen, gets in the lottery, and we're able to get a Lamelo and a Wiseman, RJ Barrett, like to have a a slew of young guys like that. Yeah, we're not gonna be good right now, but you know with. The- that kind of foundation being built right. three years from now, or even who knows what happens two years from now, maybe we might look like the Sacramento Kings of last year. And because we have the right amount of young dudes that are trying to, you know, turn into something right away and that have the, the, the potential and the talent to turn into something right away, who knows what that will turn into. But the fact of the matter would be that we have our own foundation. We Facts. have our own group of guys rather than having to depend on a Kevin Durant to come to us, whether having to depend True. on an Anthony Davis to come to us. We have our own group of talented young guys that could possibly turn into fringe all-stars at some point or even all-stars or superstars at some point. And that's what we need to do. We need to properly rebuild. Not say we're rebuilding, but then having guys like uh, and- Andrea Bargnani or, <laughs> yeah. or, or uh, Robin Lopez. Or, that ain't or a rebuild, Joaquin man. Noah. That's what I'm saying. You know that, what I mean? That's so, not a rebuild, man. We got to If we're gonna rebuild, let's do it the right way and commit to it it the right way. And unfortunately, this is uh, you know we just losing to lose right now. Right, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's not what we want. Exactly right. Um, Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Uh, If you guys are new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new. So we can shout you guys out and uh, throw your cities in the chat, man. Let us know where you guys are checking in from uh, so we can shout you guys out Let as be well. Known. Yeah, man. Yes, Hang in there, Matt. Better days ahead, man. I-, I feel your pain, man. Let's go to Q. Q's up next. He wants to uh, dish on this team. Q, how you feeling, man? What's good, fellas, man? What's feeling? good, man? You're... Man, just depressed, man, because I hate to lose, man. <laughs> I hate, I hate this losing, just like, just like homie that just called. But um, you know, I points that make sense of all this, and this just really a fact. We screwed up in the off season because last year we had all these young guys, and we looked like we were rebuilding, and then all of a sudden a guy like Isozo, which is a six man, he's not playing at all. And the reason why is because we picked up, you know, Randall, which, you know, let's be honest, it just wasn't the right cut. Then you're looking at Morris. I don't know if I could trust Morris because look what he did to San Antonio. You know, mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where we need to go ahead and get what we can get for a guy like Morris because he's probably going to do what's best for him. And, mm-hmm. you know, Perry and Mills, I'm not so mad at Perry. Because he made good picks, the you know last year, and then RJ fell to him, you know. And the real judge of Perry is guys like Wooden, you know, guys like um, Iggy. How are they gonna do if we bring them up? So we might want to just quit this little experiment and go back to rebuilding. You know, we bought Fizz. On my second point, we bought Fizz because he was gonna attract free agents. Mm-hmm. Guess what? That didn't work. You know what I mean? They yeah, say. Yeah. Fizz always throws these little shots. How yo, they love me. I love them. That's my guy. Blah blah blah. Yeah, y'all cool, but y'all not that cool. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) you know. (laughs) Let's be real. Y'all cool. You and D Wade and LeBron. Y'all cool. If you was that cool with LeBron, LeBron would have came to New York. Yeah. So you know, let's just stop with that. Um, They need to. I'm gonna be honest. They they should cut their losses and go back to rebuilding. Let's get these young guys going. We got Randall. Hey, we made a mistake. Let's be honest. He's not built for New York. 
He's a Texas boy. He's from the Dallas area. I know the 411 all on him. So, you know, sorry, Serge, but he's not built for this. You know, he's he's a good kid. He's a good Christian kid. New York's a dirty place. Not to say there's not Christian. <laughs> you got to get your hands there. Yeah, you know what I mean? But you got to be dirty and nasty to be the number one option in New York. I so I just you, think man. we need to really just cut the experiment and just go back to the drawing board. Let these young guys play. Okay. We're going to lose anyway. Our day's the future, and let's move on. All right. All right. Appreciate the call, Q. You know, CK, you know, there has to be a point where um, we figure out what, what is, where, where do we draw the line? At what point do we, um, you know, go into back into the, into the rebuild mode? At what point do we stop chasing useless wins? You know what I mean? I think, like I said, I've said this a few times on this show in the past. When you go into free agency and you spend all that money, your guys, you're going to play those guys, right? Yeah, like, 100%. you're not going to go to the owner and say, yeah, I, I want this guy, this guy, this guy. Oh, but by the way, we're not playing him. We're going to go with the young guys because the owner's going to fire you in a heartbeat. And they, and he's still just me. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, there has to be some sort of transition that has to be agreed upon within the front office, agreed upon with the owner of what they're going to do, and then try to pass some guys off at the deadline and, and see where the chips fall, you know. But I hear everybody's everybody's want for right. the the young guys to start playing, but it it, it just you're just not gonna have a wholesale shift just like it, that. Yeah. It's gonna be a transition. Yeah, yeah, it's so unfortunate, but that's yeah, that's just not how it happens. Like you said, it has to be transition because the next last thing we want is then we're hearing things that we got Marcus Warner's grumbling on the bench right. and in practice and stuff. Boom, his stock just went mm-hmm, down. Mm-hmm. Julius Randall's upset because da da da. So there has to be. But the quick question you just asked, I honestly don't have the answer. Is I don't know when it is. Yeah. I, if it were me, I'm saying December fifteenth when everybody is officially available. Then it's like, all right, y'all tried it. Wasn't working, so I'm gonna right. start making this shift. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're gonna start taking calls, like like you said earlier, Marcus Morris. We can get you a situation where you play more and be on possibly yeah. winning team. That sound good to you? But we're right now. We tried it; it's not working. We want to run with the young guys. Facts. We want to run with the group youth and da 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 da, da. and we go from there. But how how does that work in the real world with the Knicks organization? Yeah. We'll have to see how that goes. And, and, and hey, with the Morris thing, you never know. I mean, if his whole thing with bailing on San Antonio was obviously the money, but being closer to Philly, family. Hey, maybe yeah. you give him a chance to go play for for some for real, and he comes mm-hmm. back and and he and he makes good on it, and he wants to stay here long term. You get your first round pick, and maybe you get him on a reasonable deal. Yeah, I would entertain it based on the price. We'll I would. See. Me too. Like when and like he comes back around when we might be, you know, a little bit better. You know, right. have him come off. The, I, I'm cool with that too as well. But we, I don't. I don't know. Man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Oh my god. I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, I want to shout out um Shane Mack from New Jersey sends us a super chat. He hey. says he he wants to keep building with the kids, add more kids. Uh, and I also want to shout out Christopher Blake. He says, how much did the Porzingis trade affect the free agents coming to New York? Um, I missed the bottom part of, of his uh, comment. I didn't see. Hold on. Let me scroll down and see. Yeah, yeah, but he said, how, how much did it affect? How much did it affect us? I mean, it's, it's hard to really tell, man. Uh, yeah, that that's a hard question. 
I, I feel like I don't know that. Yeah, that's that's a rough one. Yeah, so it's hard to say. You you, you really won't know until a couple of years. I was yeah, I exactly. was talking to uh, to John Smelk, um, WFAN, and we were okay. talking about we kind of put the bow in the Porzingis thing. And listen, it's, it's always going to be tied to how well he plays in mm-hmm. Dallas. You got to see what those two first round picks become, and you got to see how they manage his money between yeah. now and say the next three four years. How do they manage yeah. that cap flexibility? Pair it with yeah. the draft picks that they will have and, and how they go forward. We'll, we'll see. Time will tell. We'll see. And I've been saying, I, I, I'm on record saying that I do not believe that those draft picks will be good for us. And we're seeing Luca right now telling us, yeah, yeah. they're not going to be good because I, pl- I plan to be good. <laughs> I plan you know to what be saying? great. So, I, I, hey, we'll see. We'll see. That Maybe we can Luke. get us a, we can pick us a Mitch out of the first round or something oh, like that. Luke Who knows? Is, Who Luke knows? is playing phenomenal ball, man. I really want to shout out ball, uh, Apple Fanboy checking in from Buffalo. Lou R., what's going on? Salute to Lou R. I want to shout out my guy yeah. Steve Stuck. Michael M., what's going on? Robert Paris, always in here. What's going on, Robert Paris? Hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Nick Flair, what's going on, Nick Flair? How's it going? I want to shout out Sherwin M., always in here. JR Brooklyn in here. Um, salute to you, Greenhouse. Greenhouse says he's from Newark. He says, don't come here. <laughs> shout out, shout out everybody right. from the Brick Bet. City. My yeah. man said, don't come here. <laughs> Straight up. New Jack right, City, right. for real. Uh, shout out uh, Joe Collins, North Preston, Canada. I'm not even sure where that is, but shout out um, Joe Collins. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, man, childhood time machine, what's going on? Okay, back to the phones. Let's go to um, Nate from Rochester. Nate, how you feeling, man? What's up, guys? Uh, uh, shout out to uh, Jay Ellis for holding it down yesterday by himself. Yeah, yeah, shout yeah, out to Jay Ellis. Hey, go shout ahead, out Jay. Jay Ellis. Man. <laughs> yeah, Jay Ellis curse is fake because uh, we're still losing games. We're still losing a ton. We're still losing a ton of games, man. Well, yeah, uh... I was just going to talk about Frank, but kind of like the conversation is like, it's a lot about like the young guys now. And, um, but what I got to say is at one point, like, do we start questioning like the talent of these guys or like, mm. because we can go to Fisdale and say, Hey, he's not developing these players. A lot of them are regressing year to year, but it's like, do the pieces just not fit? Cause all of our players, like Frank's fail flaw is he can't like, shoot or generate offense really Kevin Knox is like he can't play defense at all yeah. Mitch's fouling is really bad and we, those are some of those are correctable maybe but like you look around the league and you, you see all these other young teams and their young cores are like balling out and maybe we don't see their flaws because we don't watch them as much but it's just like we're not producing wins. Like all of our young guys besides like Dennis Smith Jr. he played pretty good today not gonna lie but yeah, DHA was they, right. they weren't they didn't produce. They, they yeah. cost. They, collectively, all of them cost the game. All of our veterans did what they had to do. So like, we just got to think, like, is it Fisdale that's not developing them? Is it just the fit? Or, like, maybe these guys aren't the ones. Like, you know? I just got to ask that question at some point. CK, where, where would you go with that one, man? Uh, I, I'm a huge proprietor on it is way too soon to make that call. We are yeah. on year two for a lot of these guys. Um, I, I think on the – the Frank side, sure. Um, I, I think you could you could kind of make that conversation, but if anything, if 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 shooting is the thing that you need to improve, that to me doesn't scare me off. Um, I think more so on the finding his own shot as a point guard, 
that is probably a bigger issue yeah. more than anything else. But uh, if if you told me that I have this elite defender free, that's probably going to be a great defender in the league long term, but he just can't shoot, but he's only you know 21 years old, I'd be like, that's fine, I'll take him. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't, I, I don't know. Um, it's way too soon to say that for anything. Uh, I am a little worried. You know, Knox is my guy, but he has not really improved at all defensively. Maybe minorly, but not that much. Um, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that is here too. But defense to me is something that is going to be a little bit harder to improve upon. So uh, that worries me, yeah. but uh, it's too soon. You know, I, Mitch, we don't know. Maybe he can, he's probably going to, you know, he's going to mature. That's what happens when you get older each year, you mature. Um, it, it's too soon. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't pick too soon. these guys apart on those yeah. kind of things. Um, look at, look, the biggest example for me would be Brandon Ingram. I mean, Brandon Ingram, this is his fourth year in the league, mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. now look, and he's finally turning into the player that we thought he was going to be. Now he's turning into a monster, man. So it's just, you know, it, some guys just develop slower than others. Um, I do think he is, he, uh, the call was right. That is something we should think about at a point, but I just don't think now is that point. Personally. I think a guy like a knock to me, or a guy like a knock's left too early, man. Some of these kids just leave college exactly. way too early. They too don't young. have the fundamentals down. They still projects. I think Knox is still very much a project, man. He's a work in yeah. progress. I don't, it's too early to tell whether or not these, any of these kids can be, um, legit contributors, legit rotation pieces to this team mm-hmm. right now. This is just all we have. And so, it is what it is. Fizz has to make it work. You know, this is all we have. Obviously, on a team where Marcus Morris and, and Julius Randle are your go-to guys, you're not going to be a good team. You know what I mean? Let's just put that oh, out there. I mean, yeah. Marcus Morris came from a team. He was the fourth best option, and they yeah. still weren't that great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julius Randle, he was always the third guy or so. I mean, he's on his third team in, in about five, six years. But, you know, like I said, if these are your number one options, you're just not going to be that talented of a team. But that being said, Fizz still has to figure out a way. Like, I take the Philly game. You take the Boston game. You have games where this team plays well. They play solid together. The ball moves good enough. You have to get that consistency out of them night in, night out. You have to be better at home. There's no excuse for that. Yeah. You think, no do you think you think that's a, a pressure thing? Yes, like, absolutely. I don't want it has to be, right? Absolutely. Like, that's part of I, it. I, I seriously had a conversation with this one of my homies yesterday, and I was just like, yo, we we look terrible at home mm-hmm. compared to like just just that that game alone when we're watching Frank scorch the defense, but we're not in the garden, and then we come home, he's missing a wide open shot. You know, he's making the same moves that we see him do on the road, but they're not going in. They're they're either hitting the front of the rim. They're going too short. I, look, I, I know it's a lot of pressure to play in the garden, but, you know, at, at some point, maybe, you know, the last call was right. Maybe it's something we think about. But, again, I'm going to stand on it. I don't care if it's a meme at this point when it comes to Knicks fans, but it is way too soon. Yeah. These kids are too young. We don't know. What is like, like you said, I believe um, with Kevin Knox, you know, he did come out too early. You know, he came out as, you know, as a kid that we didn't, no one knew what he was going to be. He was a project that was on everybody's scouting report with him in the draft was he was going to be a project player that can shoot the ball. Year two, same thing, but he's yeah. still young. So still young, man. He's very, we'll see, man. very young. But yeah, I, I do think the pressure is cooking a lot of these kids. This is, you know, a lot of times we want the '90s Knicks to come out. I think the I big know, difference man. is that 
there's, there's a lot of differences. Number one, the media landscape in this day and age is way different. Way different. We don't know what players would have been back in the 80s, 90s had they had Twitter and all these things where they're checking reactions to their game, yeah. probably even during the game, and probably even at halftime. Like, it's just a different media environment where you're always, psychologically, you have to always be thinking, what do these people think? What do these people mm-hmm. think? You know, it takes a different type of player that can mentally tune that out. Locked and out. especially when you have a bunch of kids, you know, this is the Fortnite generation. All these kids that we have on the team, they got to be pressing a little bit. It has mm-hmm. to be a little bit of pressure on them for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so to everybody. In the, one of them, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. R- RJ, RJ he, RJ's made I a feel, steal, feel man. good about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Feel good about him. RJ, RJ can take it. He'll be all right, man. Yep. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Let's go to um, Ken from Philly. Wants to talk about fizz and the rotations. Ken, how you feeling, man? What's going on, fellas? Good. How you doing, bro? What's up, man? Chilling, man. Long time uh, fan. Been watching the show. First time caller. Thanks, bro. What's up? Uh, I know everybody's been killing Fizz, and don't get it twisted. I kill him sometimes, too. But the one thing I did notice is with the actual roster that we have, fellas, I don't blame Fizz for trying to figure out this rotation because think about it. Every night, there's a different guy who just looks shaky as hell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Think about it. One minute, Morris is the man. Next minute, end of the game, he's frying us. Randall's turning the ball over. Dennis Smith, one minute he's looking awesome. Next minute he can't can't hold on to the ball, can't play no defense. One minute Frank's aggressive, one minute he's not. So it's basically pick of the litter when it comes to this roster. That's why I still bank on it's Mills' fault to what we got going on right now. Everyone's killing fish. Yeah, like I said, some of the substitutions blows my mind at times. But you're given what you got and you play what you got and it's not much. Um, the other thing that I was wanted to speak about, uh, CK was talking about it. The young guys, I am ready to see some of the young guys, but I also feel like some of the guys aren't ready. Like Knox. I'm not ready to see Knox play a bunch of minutes yet. He defensively just isn't there. I want to see Knox go to the G League and actually work on that. And with Frank, I know everyone's killing him about being aggressive and all that. I feel like next offseason, he needs to be with someone great to teach him, whether it's like a, a D-Wade or a Kobe. I need a session with him working out with some real NBA players to help him out. I feel like our coaching staff isn't doing the most to help these guys. Because you see them training with coaching staff here and there, and they're training by themselves, but you don't see them training like some of the other young guys who are trying to be elite, training with the elite players. That's just my opinion. Mm. You guys can go ahead from there. Okay. Appreciate the call, man. Um, I mean, so, I mean, his point was, was kind of similar to Nate's in that, you know, he feels like the talent um, just isn't there for Fizz to work with. Mm-hmm. I, I, sure, I, I agree with some of that. And, yeah, because you get a lot of inconsistent play from a lot of guys. Yeah. Um, when you have a team that's just middle of the road with a lot of mediocre players, yeah, it's going to cause a coach uh, to have difficulties with its rotations. And Fizz wasn't the first. 
Hornacek had issues. Uh, uh, Woodson had issues at times. Derek Fisher had issues at times. When you, when you don't have a solid go-to guy or, or guys that you can truly count on night in and night out, that's that's what happens. But yeah. again, on the flip side, I can't I can't see you putting in Kevin Knox at the two and have sympathy yeah. for you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I, those sort of things just don't make sense. Period. Yeah, yeah. at all doesn't you make know, sense. And I'm on record not being t- like at the head of the fire fizzle, but yeah, I at the same time I'm not gonna be easy on him when he's doing junk like that. Starring knocks at the two when he's not in one of his best uh, forms of the season right now. And even at all, like even if he was playing like how he started off the season, I'm still I still don't want him at the two because of his main issue, which is the defense. But um, look, look, yeah, to me that yeah, that that's just an argument like, yeah, I guess you could say that, you know, I've, I've had I saw people in the chat talking about like, imagine putting pop with this with this team. What does Pop do with it? And we could do that all we want. But at the same time, we have to remember Pop is also uh, at the head of the whole thing, picking the players he yes, wants to pick. So right. I guarantee Pop's not having this team if Pop was coaching this team. Exactly. But, you know, I, that that to me, that's a damn if you do, damn if you don't argument because there's there's really no answer to that question, to, yeah. in my opinion. You know, I, I um, agree, man. It's, it's a chicken or the egg type of conversation. Oh, but there you, it is. You just yeah. don't, it's hard to tell. So yeah. hard to tell, man. So I think it's a little bit of everything, though. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Let's go to our uh, Jersey. Jamal from Jersey. What's going on, man? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Good. How you doing, man? What's up, man? I'm all right. I'm just um, kind of perplexed at some of the directions some of us want to go in. You, you got to keep the young guys. I mean, Julius Randle was getting killed. He's 24 years old. He needs to be coached up. When D'Angelo Russell got to Brooklyn, they used to bench him. They basically destroyed them and rebuild them. You have to coach these guys up. And it happens over years because they're coming in younger. How many times we get rid of players prematurely and they go other places and flourish? That's, yeah. that's the problem with our rebuild. By the time they're ready to beat something, they got another uniform on. Sure. The problem is in-house working and developing and Fizz putting them in a position to succeed. He's not doing that. He's just running the one system and want them to conform. Trier can't play because he pounded a rock too much. Julius Randle is pounding it. Marcus Morris is pounding it. It's only one ball. Right. Dotson fits in better for what Fizz wants to do, moving off the ball, playing Absolutely. defense and offense, and he could shoot. It's like, I, I'm just perplexed. Like, get rid of this guy, get rid of Knox at Kentucky, he ran the baseline off screens. You got to keep Knox involved more. Not necessarily shooting all the time, but he right. plays better the more he's involved. Agreed. Now, if you play him 30 minutes or three minutes, he still ain't going to play no defense. Right. But right. offensively, if you look at his history, he can do certain things, but we're not running those kind of things. For him. We're yeah, just right. running our one. Side to side, pass the ball at half court system. Agreed. And it's, it's agree, just man. It's frustrating. Yeah. Agreed, yeah. man. You know the the question, CK, and the question for everybody in the chat is: Do you trust Fizz to develop these kids? That that's the question. Do you trust them to develop these kids? Right now, I'm I'm just not so sure, man. I don't. Know. Yeah, I, I you and me both. You and me both. I I, I to be real, I had some faith coming into the season because mm-hmm. I thought he did. That was my one 
uh, saving grace for him, to be honest, coming into it. Like, I felt like he did a good job with the guys last year, you know, with the Alonzo Trears and Mitchell Robinsons and, you know, making them look like good players. But then at, at, we were also talking about him not giving Frank a chance and this and that and only believing in uh, uh, what's his name, Moutier and stuff like that. But now, no, not not at all. Like, I, I think at this point, like, we got to have somebody else do that yeah. and step up to, you know, get these guys on the right track. Yeah, and listen, Fish could just be a stepping stone, but I agree with Jamal. I'm not trying to give up on any of these kids. I'm not trading any of the kids. There's no point in doing so. Yeah, some may not shake out, and you may have – it may just be RJ and Mitch that may be the cream of this crop, and maybe the rest are are just not as good as we we thought. And I love what he said about the the proper use of of Kevin Knox because I feel like that's something, too, that's just so, you know – forgotten is just how he was used and what got him to be a top 10 draft pick mm-hmm. in uh, two years ago. You know, he is a guy that is a high level player and on the offensive side, we all know that, but the problem is we are not playing that kind of offense. Like imagine him with those boys in uh, new Orleans or imagine mm-hmm. it's true. Even imagine mm-hmm. him with, with the Pelic or with the, yeah. um, the warriors, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And those kind of offenses where the ball is fizzing around screens are being set for other guys and, you know, wherever the ball lands and you're the open player, that shot's going to go in. I feel like Knox would fit in that kind of rotation so well, which is why it, it just makes so much sense for him to play the four with with some of those guys, with, with the, the young four. guys, with Got the not with the, the yeah, with the RJ Barrett mm-hmm. and the, the, the Franks, you know, the guys that are willing passes, willing to move the ball because I just feel like that's the best opportunity for him and all those guys. Agreed. Uh, agreed, man. Um, let's go to South CAC, my guy Ron Cleveland in the building. Ron I know Ron's Cleveland. tight tonight, man. Ron, talk I to me, know. man. Talk to me, bro. Man, man, <laughs> man, man. PK, CP. Let's go, Ron. Man, you know, you know it's bad. It, it's bad now when you you go into these games and, and you don't even expect to win these games, man. <laughs> I, I'm serious, man. I, I don't I don't expect us to win games, man. And this team is worse than what it's been last year. It is really worse. And and I and I had some things I wanted to talk about. First, I'm I'm gonna start with that front office. Um, Perry Perry is hamstrung because of Mills. Mills is, is is the main dog in that front office, regardless of what Mills' position is. I mean, Perry's position is Perry's not going to be able to do nothing. Yeah, I see a lot of people blaming Perry. I can't, right. I can't blame Perry for this Thank right you. now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't blame. I don't blame. Preach. Perry. I don't blame Perry. It's Mills. As long as Mills there, Perry can't can't do what he yes. needs to do. He yeah. was in Detroit. He, he showed that he can 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 build build a team. Yep. Now, when I what the one knock I got got on the front office really, if you look at it, the fact that we don't have a backup center, a true legitimate center to Mitch, is is mind boggling when you go out and get all these power forwards. And the minute Mitch get in foul trouble, our team looks different. Them guys start eat every team start going to the basket on us because we don't have no rim protection. Right. Mm-hmm. That's on right. your front office. Yeah. Now I, I think the thing with Taj is and I like Taj. He's a good one-on-one like defender, but rim protection. I'm not. He, you know, he's that's not going to give you that necessarily. That's, that's not his game. Right. That's not his game. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. now the thing with Fizdale, and I hear you guys talking about Fizdale. Lord knows we kill him enough. But mm-hmm. let's just we just call it like it is. Fizdale, everybody give Fizdale too much credit for that Memphis team. That team was already in place. Lionel Hollins had that team in place. 
I don't give mm-hmm. Fizz no credit for that. That team was already in place. When he was in Miami, it was a veteran team. He was just an assistant. Mm-hmm. That was more Pat Riley and Spolstra. So do you trust that Fizzell can can build, can can develop young players? Let's, let's just look at our young players. Dennis Smith, before he came to us, look at what he was doing in Dallas. He was way better than what he is now. He's regret. Kevin Knox, he's regret. Mitchell Robinson this year, without DeAndre Jordan, he's regret. So what the evidence is there. The guy cannot cannot develop young players. Mm-hmm. Moutier, I think he gets too much credit for Moutier. As we know, point guards, it takes about four years before a point guard really gets right. Moutier was about on his fourth year. And he was desperate to stay in the league. So a lot of that was self-motivation. And, and the biggest knock on Fisdale, our team has no identity whatsoever. Whatsoever. Oh. And you can't keep yeah. losing games at home. I don't care. He, he's got to go. He's got to go. It's, it's just <laughs> as simple as that, man. I appreciate the call, right? Uh, listen, I, I thought the identity was being formed around the defense. You yeah. know, I, I thought it's going to have to be. It's not going to be on offense because I, yeah. I don't see it. I don't see mm-hmm. what type the type of system there is no, um, yeah. the, that that's really going to you know accentuate our strengths here. You, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Especially with the lack of consistent point guard play. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel like we we uh, we think we know what it should be, but it's just not being seen on the court. Because the, remember, all they were saying was we we're going to play fast, we we're right. going to be moving the ball, da, 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 which is what we should be doing. Because uh, minus you know players that we we can name only so many times, like we have the personnel for that kind of system, but we at the same time we don't have the personnel for that kind of system. So that's yeah. why we see what we see every night in, night out. So. It's an issue, man. We need a point guard bad. Shout out to Chen in the chat. We need a we need a point guard uh, badly. House Flans says our identity is losing games at home. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> apparently, uh, yeah. You you uh, you hit that on the head. Shout out to um, Ao Emma. She says I vote for Ari and Ron's show. As people said, Ron Ron call it the night coach. He's called it. Yeah, we got to give him one night. Yeah, you gotta give them a yeah, night and just yeah. let it, like Wednesdays. Like yeah, let them just let yeah. it fly. Oh, oh, you you miss Battle of the Fans, bro. Battle of the oh, Fans yeah, was I jump. Did. Oh man, we, yeah, we had it jumping, man. Sergio oh, and Ari man. were going neck and neck over Julius Randle. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, Sergio got the first round. Ari took the second round. So we'll see. We'll see what what pops off. Uh, down the road, you know, we're just gonna let it come organically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, I love if, that. If love anybody that. wants to jump on the line, you want to call somebody out? Hey, we'll set it up right here. You know, this <laughs> yeah, this for the fans, that. by the fans, man. We we don't we don't uh, we don't disappoint, man. So, good call by Ron. All right, let's go to um the closer of the night. And the closer of the night is gonna go to oh we got two. We're gonna go to JJ from Brooklyn first, and we we'll go clip from the Bronx. JJ, what's up? That's good. Yo, what's going on? How you guys doing, man? How you feeling, man? What's good, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. This uh, a couple of people actually took my point, you know, about how our young core, if you want to call it a core, they're not they're not developing. These kids are getting worse. You know, Knox is getting worse. Mitch is kind of staying the same. Frank is showing it, you know, basically like every other game. I'm just saying, are you guys confident to say that these kids are going to be? at least, like, somewhat decent pieces when we, you know, hopefully become good down the road? Because I'm not – I don't see that. I don't think those kids 
Mandy Frank admits if he ever learns how to stop fouling. I don't see what some people see in Knox. But I think I think Mitch and Frank, I'm kind of hopeful that they could become good when we're ready to turn the corner. I mean, do you guys have hope that they'll be here and be big pieces when we turn the corner? I, I think I think RJ, Frank, and Mitch will be big pieces for us. I think once yeah. you get once you get Frank yeah, into yeah. his proper role, I don't think it's at the starting point guard for this team. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Some nights I'm like, yeah, but if he's not gonna bring that every night, that aggressiveness every night, I don't mm-hmm. see it because we don't have that system for. Um, I think yeah. ideally you want a point guard. Agreed. You want to move Frank to the two if he's hitting his shots as a starting two, and then you want to move RJ to the three. I think ideally that's where you want to go, CK. I mean, what what do you think about that? Oh man, um, I do, I I don't know what it is. I just I'm I'm not in love with Frank at two. I think I would if we had a starting point guard. Right now he's yeah. our best point guard. But if we had a starting point guard, I I'm cool with him coming off the bench because that was the what got him the starting role was how much how, what he did with bringing the energy off of the bench. Yeah, you know, and I, I like that for him. And maybe that is what he is. Which there's nothing wrong with that because mm-hmm. of his. You need that. You need the defense yeah. until you can until you can get somebody better on both right. ends. You you need his defense on the team. There's no way around. Yeah, no there's way there's around. no way around that. But like you said, it's just we don't. I don't think we are playing the system that helps his game. Mm-hmm. Um, and until and that's the other thing. We we don't have the guys around him that helps his game as well because he likes to pick and roll. But we don't got guys that pick and roll. We Clyde said it perfectly against the Spurs. Like we we get these half ass screens when we get screens. It's just like they go. And they touch the player and they move off before the the point guard or whoever is handling. The Literally ball, breeze, they breathe on them yeah, and they bounce. So, like, I, yeah, so I, it's hard for me to say that it's I, I can't marry that that whole Frank not being a, a point guard thing. I, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um. Until we have we surround him with with the right kind of guys that play the right kind of system with him, but maybe we never get that, and maybe he has to play the two. But I personally, I'm just not there yet. Yeah, I just and, and you know the thing with the screens is like again, is it the coach not teaching the fundamentals or right, is it the player man. just being soft? I I I need I need that answer. I don't. And the thing because we've seen, I've seen, we've we've all seen Marcus Morris screens, right? Right. But right. Not in a Knicks jersey. I have yet to see it. I have not seen his screens that will be called offensive fouls sometimes because they're that aggressive. We have yet to see that from anybody, even Taj Gibson, who used to, who was a great. But I mean, we've seen it. Okay, I tell you about. It. We've seen it time from time to time, but yeah. for the most part, they've been non-existent. I mean, Philly, Philly game, Philly game. They were cooking. They were yeah. cooking in the Philly game, in the, man. But in it, the it's just, roll, but just not, not every day, man. Just yeah. not every day consistency. All right, clip from the Bronx. You the close of the night, man. Make it good. How you How you feeling tonight? Hey, man. What's up? I want to give a shout out to Knicks Fan TV salute, man. and to the operator, too, man. He was he was really good at listening, man. Salute to Knicks Fan TV. Oh, man. He, 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 you, you were, you were uh, crying to him? That's Dave on the other line. Salute to Dave, man. He said he was a very good listener, man. Yeah, he's, a, he's a good listener, man. Yo, I just, Cliff I was pouring his heart out, man. Just, just Cliff, in general. Cliff is a hurt Knicks fan right now. Salute yeah. to Cliff, man. Yo, it's it's horrible right now. I mean, I just want to let everybody know, like, don't don't be too disappointed. I mean, we don't really got much to look forward to anyway. You gotta look at it like in all reality, the team sucks, bro. We have nobody. We got Marcus Morris, and this guy Julius Randle having a having a way. It's just go time. It's green light special, and they doing whatever they want. 
when you got those people making those moves, you just gotta you you gotta expect to suck, and that's what it is right now. Yeah, it, it's sad. I mean, we gotta make a choice between Randall or Portis, because both of them are just hurting us, and they taking away shots from my young kids. Like yeah. we got RJ standing in the corner; he's the best person breaking the breaking the defense down off the dribble. He gets to the line at will, but they holding the ball from him because they think they're the man. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's true. And, re- it's true, re- and refusing to pass in the ball in open situations. That, I, that, that yeah. gets under my skin. That's, that's again, that's my my question. Again, is it is it Frank, it, you know, his lack of aggressiveness? Or is it Fizz dialing up those plays for these guys? Like, mm-hmm. you know, give it to Mook. Let him create. Like, I mean, you look at these end possessions. That was That's all it was. It was straight up iso ball. Like, we took the ball right out of Frank's hands. And 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 went to Marcus Morris to create. Yeah. Listen, he can he knocked down a couple. I'm not gonna, you know, just completely crap on him. He won the Dallas game, almost won the Boston game for us. He can do that, but I'd rather him get those shots in rhythm than in being the primary rhythm. creative mm-hmm. for us. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what kills us every game is we just revert back to that hero ball at the end. We'll play the right way. The majority of the game, even if we start off slow, but then we play the right way and then we get into games like tonight or against San Antonio. But then it's just it never fails that 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 five minute mark hits in the fourth quarter. You know, Julius Randle and Marcus Morris about to go in there and not look at anybody else. It's just frustrating. It all comes back to the number one thing you said, CP, accountability. Accountability. And that is the biggest, the biggest. That's the that's word on the of the coach, night. man. That's it, on the 100%. coach. You got to hold these guys accountable. You can't be doing the same thing every single night. You cannot and be until, doing the same thing every single night. And until something changes, that's how every one of these games is going to end. Every night. Even if it works for us and we steal a win, fine. But it's always going to end with the last five to four minutes of the game being hero ball and going out of what works for us in the games that we played well. Agreed. And it, it's just, that's that's what frustrates me more than anything else. Agreed, man. And on that note, CK, go ahead and sign out, my dude. Great show, man. Hey, man, as always, you know what it is. I love coming on here, talking with you, talking with all you guys. Shout out to everybody in the chat. You know, if you subscribe, if you haven't, you just up here, you, you're a Knicks fan, you just want to get your grievances out. That I Look, I appreciate that too, man. Let it be known. You know, CP's a real one. This channel's a real one. Come subscribe over to me if you want the content. The boy finished moving, so the video's coming back. CK2K, check it out. But, man, we'll be all right. I hope. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, I, hope. <laughs> I hope, man. CK, appreciate you, man. Enjoy the holiday, yes, man. Thank and um, salute to everybody that joined us, man. Hey, tough loss. You, especially against the Nets. You won't always beat the bum-ass Nets, as I call them. But, hey, sadly right now, Knicks is the only team looking bummy right now in this in this city, man. Knicks lose 103-101. Be sure to subscribe to the channel, Knicks Fan TV, CK2K. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Share these videos. Those are the three biggest ways to support us. Like, share, subscribe, and leave a comment. Leave a comment on the video. Let us know what you thought about some of the topics, some of the caller reactions tonight. Also, remember, this show is in audio podcast format. Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Alexa, all on the Knicks Fan TV. The mods will put the links into the chat, but also directly below in the video description, you'll find the links as well. Uh, Also, don't forget, I want to shout out everybody once again that uh, sent us a super chat tonight. All the super chat donations are much appreciated. Everything comes right back into the channel, building it up to be... 
bigger and better than what's out there um whether it's equipment whether it's uh uh new videos you know new content fresh content uh, on location content it all comes back into making this show number one fan show for the fans by the fans post game live uh once again salute sean brown he says shout out ck2k Coach he's called, appreciate it. All the mods, appreciate it. TM, Dave, Keith Sinclair, Dr. Coffee, thanks again. Muhammad Wasi, Ismail Rivas, Jack Peters, appreciate it, man. Um, that's it. We'll check you guys Wednesday. Knicks versus Raptors. Hey, we'll see. Never know. Hang in there, people. <laughs> see you back here. CK, I'll holler at you, man. David oh, Delancey, man. appreciate it, fellas. Peace. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.